0: all right good morning Arkansas your morning show is on the radio good morning Kelly Perry
1: good morning Brandon Baxter
0: here we are today's Wednesday it's March 31st of 2021 love the fact that Kelly came in today wearing a an NFL shirt
1: (laughs) I am uh this is my support of Kristen Cavallari I say that every time I realize that she is no longer married to Jay Cutler yeah and I'm wearing a bear shirt. But this is my Christian Cavalieri shirt. That's what I call it.
0: It's good. Yeah. I'm sure she likes to celebrate her ex husband. <laughs> <laughs> Don't most people who have gone through divorces sure. love celebrating their exes? Oh,
2: yeah. Definitely.
0: Uh, today is also National Tater Day, Ooh. which I was looking at that. It's like uh, all forms of potatoes. Ooh, what's your favorite form? Fried potatoes. I was going to say like tater tot. So I guess Ooh, that's basically no. like fried potatoes. No, they're different. I'm talking about like the pan fried in the, in the grease that's, that's with good. onions. Oh Ooh. my gosh. And you put some uh, ketchup on top of that.
1: Ooh, that is good.
0: Like the some old nice school. Seasonings. Yeah. And you take, so it's like the old school of fried potatoes where they get a little bit crispy on the sides mm. and they're still kind of, you know, like soft on the inside. Yeah. Gosh, they're good. But you got to find somebody who really knows how to make them. And typically it's somebody who is uh you know, who's lived a little longer. Yeah, typically it's not me. No, like my wife trying yeah. to make fried potatoes wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. Why did you giggle?
1: Because you like to throw her under the bus. No, I'm
0: just saying it probably wouldn't be the same thing. That's my favorite style of potato, though. Mm. The fried potatoes, even though tater tots are good. Mm-hmm. I like hash browns, I like baked potatoes. The only potato I'm really not that crazy about is the sweet potato. Mm. And that's the healthiest one yeah. of the potatoes. Mm-hmm. So last night I had the debate at the store, like, do I buy sweet potatoes because they're better for me or do I buy the ones I'll eat? Yeah, I know. about the ones I'll eat. Mm. Uh, Also, today is National uh, Crayola Crayon Day, National Prom Day. Also, this is one that I think we can celebrate, too, this morning. It is National Little Red Wagon Day. Ooh. So there were so many of us as kids that had those little red wagons. I remember when Kai was little, one of the first things that uh, my father-in-law, Jeff, wanted to buy Kai was mm-hmm. a little red wagon that we could pull Kai around in. That's that must
1: be a generational thing because my dad, one of the very first things he bought for my son eighteen years ago was a red a red wagon. Yeah. And um I remember when he put it together for him.
0: It was such a big deal. Yeah. And like we got to have Kai and just drag him around in the mm-hmm. wagon. Actually his first Halloween he was I can't remember golly, he might have been an infant. But we took him out to um the place in Harrisburg, what's the name of it? The the thing where you can do the Halloween festival. Yeah. But anyway, so we're out there and we're pulling Kai around in the wagon and it was just so much fun. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Parker Homestead, is that it?
2: That's it. There you go.
0: So how about that? Uh, little red wagon day today. You can't ride in the little
3: red wagon.
0: This is Miranda Lambert, Little Red Wagon. So, Little Red Wagon Day. Also a day a lot of people are going to celebrate today as Arkansas has lifted the mask mandate. Mm -hmm. We'll get into that as we go throughout the show today. But uh, now you have to use common sense or asking that you use common sense. And everybody, every business can make their own decision. But, like, it's not a state mandate anymore. And also anybody over the age of 16 is able to go and get the vaccine Mm -hmm. at this point. So, Uh, We made it just a couple of weeks before everybody. Yes. (laughs) Man, media really got a big preference in this deal, I'm telling you.
4: Let's throw one back on This Day in Country Music with
0: Brandon Baxter in the morning. So the year was 1983, and John Anderson had the number one song in country music on This Day.
3: I was on the porch with Sean and feeling up down to my toes, and we We were swinging. Swinging.
0: Swing is one of Kelly's favorites <laughs> Her favorite songs This is one of the first and ones they did I did ever remember
3: Kelly's swingin' Okay Swingin'
1: okay. Who liked this? your mom or your dad? Neither, I think I heard it from a friend <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> Remember, yeah. I couldn't listen to secular music that's right, man. John Anderson, he was a risky guy back in rebel. 83. You got to watch out for that. And <laughs> yeah,
3: we'll be swinging. Oh, yeah. Swinging. As we'll be swinging. Swinging. Little son and she's as pretty as the angels when they sing. Oh, yeah. I can't believe I'm out here on the front porch in the swing. Just yes, a swinging. Darlin', she's the apple of my eye When I'm on a swing with her It makes me almost high And Charlotte is my lover And she has been since the spring I just can't believe it started On her front porch in the swing of just, just a swingin', Swinging
0: swingin'. uh, Just a swingin', Swinging 83, y'all Little Charlotte,
3: she's that pretty As the angels when they sing
0: Swingin'. One more time, Kelly, go. One
3: more
0: time. Is there another one? There it Okay. John Anderson, "Swinging" was number one on this day in 1983. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, welcome to a Wednesday morning. Thanks for having us on your radio today. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry, well, she's got the reword for you. Good morning,
1: Arkansas.
0: Brandon Baxter in the mornings.
5: Gotcha gossip.
1: Gotcha gossip on The Voice. So The Voice doesn't seem to have any trouble landing big names as coaches. So this past season, they had Blake Shelton, Kelly Clarkson, John Legend, and Nick Jonas. But Nick Jonas is not going to be a coach next season. So who's taking his place? Enter Ariana Grande.
2: Cause I'll be Switching the positions for you. in that's
0: a pretty big get to get ariana (laughs) what's the story
1: So basically, she announced yesterday with a cute little picture. I think every picture she takes is beautiful, but that she'll be taking over Nick Jonas's chair. She's beyond thrilled, honored and excited. But season 21 is expected to
0: debut sometime this fall. That's really big. Yeah, that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. So I got your gossip on Britney Spears. She's talking about finally uh, at least seeing portions of the framing Britney Spears documentary. And she says that she didn't sit down and watch the whole thing because she just couldn't. She lived it like she knows the story. Mm -hmm. She knows how tough that was. So Brittany goes to her social media and posts this video of herself dancing to an Aerosmith song. And in the caption, she says, let me give you the quote. From what I did see of it, I was embarrassed by the light they put in me. Uh, I cried for two weeks and well, I still cry sometimes. She goes on to say, My life has always been very speculated, watched, and judged, really, my whole life. For my sanity, I need to dance to Steven Tyler every night of my life to feel wild and human and alive. Which, when you really think about it, I mean, that is kind of sad.
1: Yeah, it's really sad.
0: Because, I mean, she was on the Disney thing, the Mickey Mouse Club, and really people did scrutinize Mm -hmm. her from the very, very beginning. And while some people celebrated some of the guys, they're like, ooh, look. He dated Britney. She was getting trashed Mm -hmm. for dating people and stuff like that. So the song Britney was dancing to, yes, it was Aerosmith. Yes, it was Steven Tyler. She's twirling at this point, running around her house. So you can check it out on her socials, Britney Spears on social media
1: you gotcha Gossip on Michael Strahan. So he's had that gap between his front teeth since he was little. Mm-hmm. And obviously he can afford to fix it, but he hasn't. In fact, he's actually embraced it. Even back in 2012, he said, quote, there's so much pressure to be perfect. You can fix everything now. For me, I made the conscious effort to say this is who I am. I'm not perfect. I don't want to try to be perfect. Yeah. Well, yesterday he posted a video of himself getting it fixed once and for all. So some people are doubting it's legit, especially since April Fool's Day is tomorrow. Yeah. Also one week ago michael tweeted quote i rock my gap with pride it's who i am so some people are just saying that he may have gotten like a removable dental piece or he's going to come out and say april fool's just kidding or maybe he really did get it fixed
0: but do you do the April Fool's deal on March the 30th? Do you set it up and then announce it on April 1st? I don't know. Or do you deliver the whole thing on April the 1st?
1: <laughs> I'm not sure, but I, I'm maybe today or tomorrow we'll figure out once and for all.
0: I saw the picture of him without it. And I mean, like, yeah, it's great teeth. Yeah. But it yeah. almost doesn't even look like it. Yeah, I know. What do you think? Better with or without it? I'm going to say
1: without, just because it's like, that's how I've, I don't know. It's like we've grown up with him like that. Yeah.
0: You know, I don't know. And for some, for some reason, why does that make him likable? The fact that he embraces the fact that, Hey, it is what it is, man. And it's not the perfect dental Mm -hmm. thing, but anyway, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. We'll know more about that probably tomorrow on April Fool's Mm -hmm. Day. So Michael Strahan has closed the gap. (laughs) And of course, every morning here on Brandon Baxter in the morning, we got you gossip. You know how I told you? Uh, I tell you. Try that again. You know how I tell you? We go back and we watch like the the same shows over and over again. Yeah. And like we've watched Three's Company mm-hmm. since we first got together, which was a long time ago. And we just finished it again, like the entire season. Uh, so last night we were at this point, like, do we start something new or do we just go back to something we enjoy? And you'll be proud of me. Last night I signed up for Peacock. <gasps> And We got back to the office.
1: Oh, and it felt so good, didn't it?
0: You know what? It really did. We took that break from it for Mm -hmm. whatever time, however long it's been since it left Netflix. Like January. Yeah, so it's been like three full months. Mm -hmm. We haven't seen one episode. So last night we watched season one, episode one. And like, it's so much funnier when you know the characters now so well. Because even like season one, I think some people would watch the first episode and they're like, I don't get it. Like, this isn't funny to me.
1: And what's, yeah, what's cool with Peacock, though, is they have them in sections. So they they have them separated, like, like all of the parties, as far as, like, the episodes, all of the Christmas parties. Or they have all of the best of Michael Scott, the best of Dwight Schrute, the best of, and they have it all separated. So you can go watch anything you want on Peacock about The Office.
0: See, I didn't get to that part. I just started episode one, season one. And it was wild because like right off the bat, within the first 30 seconds, I'm giggling because I know the Michael Scott character Mm -hmm. and I know where it's going. I know. But like the first time we watched it, Leslie gave it like 30 seconds. It was like, this show's awful. And some people are like that. They'll watch the first one and they don't get it. Yep. But once you've seen it and you go back, it was, it was really funny. Yeah. You've got to give it a few. Yeah. So to me, the one that hooked me was the basketball episode because it's like me playing basketball. Yep. But then I started watching it in the first episode. I'm like, oh my gosh, there are so many me's in that one too. I know. So, anyway, it's good to be back with the office. My friend Michael Scott, he spent the night with me last night.
3: (laughs) Brandon, Baxter in the morning.
0: So, there's a story out today that, once again, you know, Joe Biden's dog, he's a German Shepherd, and they brought him to the White House. And a couple of weeks ago, the dog kind of went after somebody, and they had to send the dog away for training. (laughs) Because you can't have, like, the first dog at the White House biting people. Right. (laughs) Right. So, evidently, this dog, Major Biden is his name, has bitten or nipped at another person at the White House. So, he just gets back.
2: Yeah.
0: And he's in yeah. there. And people are trying to do, you know, government business. Mm-hmm. And here's this German Shepherd who goes after another person. They say he's still adjusting to his surroundings, and he nips somebody while uh, on a wall.
1: I don't know why this is so funny to me. But, like, when it's your dog. Oh, because I've been that person before that has that dog that is just not as, oh, yeah, you are one of them.
0: Well, your child was. Yeah, my kid. This is like five or six years ago. Kai's like five or six. And we go over to Kelly's house. We're, we're talking to her about a job. And she introduces us to her dog. And the stupid dog, while Kai, like literally Kai is standing there, the dog jumps up and tries to bite him in the face.
1: And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get fired before I even get hired. And
0: legitimately, Kai <laughs> wasn't even bending over. Like, this dog goes airborne.
1: Yeah, he's a lot calmer now, though. He's 11 now, so he's yeah. a lot sweeter.
0: So, um, not like Major Major no. Biden, who's Biden people at the White House.
1: <laughs> but that's more scary, though. He's a German Shepherd. Like, if I saw those jaws coming for me, that's a little mm-hmm. bit different than a little nippy, you know, dog.
0: Have you ever been bitten by a dog? Uh-huh.
1: What breed? It
0: was a Karen Terrier,
1: like Toto off of the Wizard of Oz.
0: And it's called a Karen Terrier. Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: Uh, Why were you bitten? He was trying to dig out of our fence, and I went and told him no and tried to. And he was my dog. Mm -hmm. I tried to grab him while he didn't want me to grab him, and he flipped around and grabbed onto my ankle. And I lifted my foot off the air trying to get him off of my ankle, and he stayed on. Oh, he was latched? Yes. Like a snake? He was he was kind of a lot. What did you do? I cried, and then my dad threatened to kill him, and then I uh, begged my dad not to kill him, and he didn't. He got oh, so you're
0: a kid at this point? Yeah,
1: I was like, I was yeah, I was a a teenager.
0: I remember I was over at a friend's house, and they had this little Chihuahua that I thought was like a really cute Chihuahua, and for whatever reason, they're the meanest dogs. And they shake, and I'm like, hey, buddy, 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 and like I'm messing with them a little bit, and the next thing I know, that dog jumps up, and because he's fast too, Mm because he's little. And he got me on the nose, but he got me like in between my oh, nostrils. Oh, gosh. Like, what is this? Is it like cartilage?
1: Like if you were to put a bull ring there.
0: Yeah. And he got me and my nose was pouring blood. Uh-huh. And I'm like, and then you're mad because it's somebody else's dog who bit you in the face. But what can you do? You can't punish someone else's dog. Right. right. You can't go get a newspaper and swat somebody else's dog. What did they do? Oh, they apologized and go get me some tissues. My nose is bleeding.
1: You're headed to the ER and they're like,
0: sorry. But like, I can still, I mean, I can still remember how bad it hurt. And you don't think that a little dog like that no, is no, going to no, do no. it. But oh, that, yeah. that dog had some type of a uh, little man syndrome mm-hmm. or something like that. You know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I mean like the dog. Oh. Not you. Okay. You're not a man. Okay. It is okay. Sure. But Major Biden in trouble again at the White House. So we'll follow that story and see if he gets the boot 100%. He was already sent away, and he's done it yet again.
3: I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it. It's crazy.
0: That sounds kind of crazy.
3: You must be crazy. And People are crazy.
1: There's a 28-year-old guy named Kintsuki, and he lives in Tokyo. And he broke into a trading card store at the top floor of a six-story building. Here's how he did it. He climbed up he climbed up on the roof, he tied a piece of rope to the railing and dropped it over the side, then he used the rope to rappel down the side of the building about 16 feet with no safety harness, mm. broke the window of the store and went inside. All of this so he could steal some Pokemon cards. Are
0: you being serious? And not
1: even the most valuable ones. He got away with a little over $9,000 worth of cards, Mm -hmm. plus another $2,400 in cash. The police caught him after they looked through some security camera footage and identified him. Mm Kensuki told them that he stole the cards to pay off a debt and, quote, I was in my high school's rock climbing club, so I wasn't afraid of heights. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. So speaking of stealing Pokemon cards, why should you never get undressed in front of a Pokemon?
0: <clears throat> I have no idea why. They might peek at you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And
1: there's even more uh. proof that people are crazy.
0: Kids going to school with that one. (laughs)
1: You're welcome, guys.
2: Brandon Baxter
0: in the morning. So the governor of Arkansas, Asa Hutchinson, has said there is no more mask mandate. And that means that we don't have to wear the mask if we don't Mm -hmm. want to wear the mask. So our question on social media today was, will you continue to wear it? And there are people who are saying that they will continue to wear a mask, even though Mm -hmm. we're not told that we have to. So if I go to my Instagram story right now, we're sitting at 56% of people saying that they're going to be done and they're not going to wear the mask, and 44% saying that they will. That's a poll on my Instagram story, which is Brandon Baxter in the morning on Instagram. What are we seeing on the Facebook page?
1: Let's see. Penny says, yes, I will still wear it. Mm -hmm. Amanda Duran says, if the business requires me to, then yes, I will. And the
0: governor's saying that, that if, Mm -hmm. if certain businesses say, hey, you need to wear a mask in here, it's, it's basically, hey, respect their wishes at this point. Well,
1: and I think people need to remember, I own a business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think people need to remember sometimes, like businesses have to, quote, please everybody. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, we'll, we'll probably continue to wear one just because to make people feel comfortable. But we're not going to be upset, you know, if someone comes in not wearing one. But, sure. you know, I think it's tough on
0: small businesses. Well, it's going to be up to the business. Like yeah. if, if you're a business and it hits you differently, hey, right. if people, you, you tell them to wear them. The issue is going to be, let's say that, that some business, business A says, no, you have to wear a mask in here. And and somebody comes in saying, no, I'm not going to wear it. Yeah. Well, then what do you do? Right. You can't have a confrontation. Mm-hmm. So that's but, a little bit messy.
1: Yeah. Gail says where I think necessary, like Walmart and church. Uh, Pamela Overstreet says, I won't be wearing one most of the time. My husband works for AT&T and therefore is required to wear a mask at work. I'm, mm. She's also fully vaccinated um, Lisa says, I wear it in stores, but I'm also fully vaccinated. I just want to keep people safe.
0: Yeah. So. It's interesting because a lot of the spread hasn't been from large stores with uh, the big air systems mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's been from smaller, uh, smaller situations. Get togethers. And a lot of, of it, cause we've talked to Dr. Spites about this. A lot of the, the social spread has been either within the office in smaller spaces or in homes where somebody gets it at the office or, you know, whoever they're in contact with in close proximity. Mm-hmm. And they bring it back to other people. But uh, the question is up. It's on again on my Instagram, Brandon Baxter in the morning, and also on Facebook.
1: Facebook.com slash
0: Brandon Baxter in the morning. Brandon Baxter in the morning. And Kelly Perry, I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays.
3: Happy birthday to you.
2: Happy birthday to you. Ah. Happy birthday, happy birthday. Happy birthday to you.
0: Well, 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 time for birthday sport today, Wednesday. It is March the 31st of 2021. Local birthdays, local celebrities. Here we go. Happy birthday goes out to Holly Heath Davis of Wynn, who celebrates today, Wayne Raglan of Paragould, Amy Brown. Also from Wynn is celebrating Johnny Ray Gothrop of Pineville, Missouri. Listening, so happy birthday in Pineville. Uh, Melissa Christenberry of Batesville celebrates happy a birthday. birthday. Liz- uh, Leslie Andrews from Wynn. I'm telling you, Wynn representing across man. the county. Uh, John Ferris of Harrisburg celebrates. Adam Nichols has a birthday today. Brianna Hallmark, also from Wynn. the city with a smile, Wynn, Arkansas. Maybe we should move there. Move to win? Sure. Good representation today. And Brody Vowell of that celebrates as well. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say... Happy Happy birthday! birthday To all y'all, and you celebrate with these celebrities. Sawyer Fredericks is 22.
1: He won the eighth season of The Voice. He was only 16 years old at the time, too. Jessica Shore is thirty six. That's the um, she's on the Orville, and she used to be on
0: Gossip Girl. Yeah, she was also in Daughtry's video. Do you remember Daughtry? He was an American Idol. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: And uh, he did a bunch of rock videos back in the day. Uh, she was in Daughtry's video for this song right well, here. It's over doubt You. you. I you
1: more
0: so than you happy birthday. Want.
1: Ewan McGregor is 50 years old today That was Obi-Wan Kenobi in the Star Wars prequels I did that Obi-Wan. just because
0: I know you like that song Yes Ewan McGregor celebrating a birthday today
1: Al Gore is 73 today All right. Ray Perlman is 73 You know her as, Char- as Carla on Cheers Oh yeah Married to Danny DeVito
0: making your way, making your way in the world, the day, world today day, takes take everything
3: you got. got. And it still does. Taking the <laughs> breaks from all your worries sure would help a lot.
0: Yeah, have a drink. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you wanna go where everybody knows your name. What's up, Norm? Everybody knows your name. We Pullman 73 today.
1: Christopher Walken is 78. Uh, he's known as an actor, but a lot of people know him from saying, and we've got to have more cowbell.
0: Yeah, SNL.
1: Yep. Shirley Jones is 87 from the Partridge family.
0: Oh, gosh. Another TV oh, yeah. thing?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Hello world is a
3: song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. what will be bringing
0: will make you happy all right shirley jones of the partridge family celebrates today
1: william daniels is 94 brandon
0: that's mr feeney on boy meets world 94 years old yes like that guy i don't think of him as being 94
1: he was also the voice of kit on the original night rider Didn't and know. dustin hoffman's dad in the graduate wow. 94 today And happy birthday to Angus Young, who is sixty six. We know him from ACDC.
0: Angus Young turning sixty six.
2: Dirty deeds, cheap.
3: Dirty deeds, done cheap. Dirty deeds, and the done cheap. Dirty deeds, and the
0: done cheap.
3: Because oh. I'm TNT. I'm Dynamite.
0: TNT. Right. And I will not fight. Angus Young, D&T. ACDC 66. I'm on And of course,
2: you shook me Yeah, you
0: shook me Happy birthday goes out to my good friend, Angus Young, who turns 66 today. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, good morning, y'all. We appreciate you listening to us. And as always, Kelly Perry, well, she's got three words for you good This is Country Music News on Brandon Baxter in the Morning.
1: So if you're a fan of Carrie Underwood, you know her life consists of her family, music, and also her health. So she's a vegan. She's extremely particular about what she eats. And if you look at her, you can tell she works out a little bit. And over the the past 15 years, basically since she's one American Idol, she's worked to improve her personal fitness. Uh, During that time, she launched and expanded a fitness brand, Kalia. She's released a book about her fitness journey. She even launched a workout app now there is one workout move that Carrie Underwood hates So when asked you know like if you're working out what is something that you hate to do this is what she said quote I hate burpees I hate burpees so much my trainer Eve Overland she loves burpees and she will do the most insane variations of burpees and I am just like no and I am a hundred percent with her I hate burpees, but she says when it comes to fitness, she says, you don't have to go out all day, every day. She said, can I see myself doing this a year from now? And if I can't, then that's not the workout for me.
0: Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, that really is smart. So Luke Combs has given us a sneak peek at another uh, unreleased original song. And this one is called We Still Drink Beer. So this is Luke Combs. It looks like he's in his living room or his den. And he's given us a sneak peek. Check this out. You can
3: take us out and down with Dress us up and all suits we we'd still drink beer. We'd still get a laugh. We'd still turn up. Catch us just buzz while the sun goes
0: last drop in You can check out that full song unreleased original from Luke Combs. It's up this morning on the Brandon Baxter in the morning blog.
1: And Luke Bryan had a little accident yesterday fishing. He posted a video yesterday of two fishing lure prongs that were stuck in his hand. And one, it wasn't just in like a little bit in his skin. One punctured the skin of his thumb and the other one went through the fleshy part Mm -hmm. between his index finger and his thumb. So you can see it sticking out on the other side. And he's still on the boat and he hasn't figured out how to remove the hooks. But in the video, he's like, well, this is going to leave a mark. Pretty sure that's in my bone. (laughs) So I'm not sure where he's fishing. The water's really green and calm. Looks like he's wearing flip-flops. You can hear people in the background. So it's probably like a family fishing trip or something. But you can check it out for yourself. We have it up on the Brandon Baxter in
0: the Morning Vlog. It's brutal. Brutal. I'm telling you. And this is one of the reasons that I was always scared of fishing. Because as a kid, it was like my uncle or my grandfather told me, hey, be careful where you cast because what if you hook somebody? And then you'd hear stories about people hooking each other. I'm afraid of being hooked. (laughs) Uh, one more thing, Breland is an artist that performed on the Kelly Clarkson Show. And I wanted to give you a listen uh, to a new song he's put out because I thought it was really special. But before I give you a look at the the most recent song he's put out, I want to go back to a song that you might have heard. His uh, real initial hit was called My Truck. This is Breland.
3: You can drink my liquor, you can call my lady, you can take my money, you can smoke my blood. Scuff these Jordans, you can say you hate me, you can call me crazy, but don't touch my truck.
0: So, do you remember that song when yes. it came out? So he appears on the Kelly Clarkson show, and uh, she really described his music really well. She said it's a little bit country, it has essence of R&B, and a little bit of gospel, and a little bit... Of rap in there too. His style's really unique, and he's kind of talking about paving his own way. He doesn't necessarily feel he fits in one lane because he's a big fan of music in general, not just one genre. This is Breland and his song Cross Country as done on The Kelly Clarkson Show.
3: I'm going cross country. I- I know it's okay to be in my own lane when I'm doing what they say can't be done. I'm going cross country, I won't stop, run, till I find where I belong. Where I belong. went to ATL, where the night's long, wrote a thousand songs that would never sell. Till I dropped the bomb that would put me on, did it by myself. Heard the living's good out in Hollywood. Thought I might as well, and I signed the deal. I tried to fit in, but didn't. I'm different, yeah, I know. The houses I stayed in were great, but they never felt like home. So good. So I'm going.
0: Anyway, it's Breland. It's called Cross Country. I don't know. Sometimes a song just hits me, and I'm like, wow, that's really special. That one feels special to Mm -hmm. me. You can also check it out today on the Brandon Baxter In The Morning blog. It is up right now. And that's your country music news on Arkansas's Morning Show. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right. Good morning, Arkansas. Your morning show is right here on your radio. And on Wednesday mornings, we do the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by our friends at Families Inc. Counseling Services. And we're joined this morning by Brittany Oliver from the United Way. We're going to talk about free tax prep. Brittany, good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Hey, we're all right. We've been taking pictures already this morning. I walked in at like, uh, I don't know what time it was. I told Kelly, like 5.45, we wanted to start taking pictures. So um, I'm not sure that she was a big fan of the I, idea of photos at 5.45 this morning.
1: Yeah, it wasn't. We were like still bloated from waking up.
6: And he was like, take your picture. <laughs> we like, yes, this is the best thing that could happen. Right, exactly. In the morning.
0: Uh-huh. Like, no, nobody wants to take pictures at 5.45. No. Uh, anyway, no. what about you this morning? You been up doing anything exciting? No. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, no. I ready. woke
6: up and I'm having coffee.
0: So you wake power up. power went
6: out last night.
0: So. Oh, no. Wait, your power went out? hmm Oh, gosh. So did you wake up with an alarm or not?
6: Uh, Yeah, my phone alarm still went off. But at like 3.50 this morning, since we have Alexa lights, when the power came back on, every light in our house was like, Oh,
0: <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I've never thought
6: Surprise! That. So explain. Yeah, I felt like that. What is that? Like, every light in the house is on. No.
0: No. Explain to me, like, the whole Alexa light. Because I actually considered that last night. Like, if I wanted to turn on one particular lamp, can I just say, hey, turn on the lamp by the couch and it works?
6: Yes. So, yeah. You can wow. say, like, we have, hey, Alexa, turn on Will's light and we'll turn his light on. Ooh.
0: All right, I might have to. Look oh, at you've that. got him thinking about that now. Well, because I was just <laughs> thinking about conservation. Because a lot of oh, times, my family is not good at con- conserving energy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Can I set a timer with those things? Yes. See, that's what um, I need. You're going to get it today. I'll be shutting people's lights yeah. off. Huh, Kai, you don't need the light on. It's daytime. Turn the light off. Yeah, so, you can
6: do all of that from your phone too. And then we have a Google Nest that does the same thing for our thermostat.
0: Wow. See, I need that. So we wanted to talk to you today, again, Brittany Oliver's on, uh, talking about the United Way tax program. A lot of people are starting to think about taxes. Some people have done theirs already, but for the people who haven't, uh, you guys at the United Way have a free tax program to help people, which is going to save them money right here in tax season. So tell me a little bit about that and how people can take advantage of it.
6: Okay, so they actually extended the filing season until May 17th, so... We made more appointments at United Way, so you can call us. There's a plane. <laughs> you can call us, and <laughs> uh, you can call us at United Way to make an appointment. You can also get on our website, which is u w n e a dot and click the free tax prep program and make an appointment there. Um, we have plenty of appointments available for people that are needing their taxes done.
0: No, and I remember when I was uh, first starting and I was trying to figure out how to do taxes and it was simple at first, right? Because mm-hmm. I just do the easy the form, the 1040 EZ. And then as life goes and, and different things happen and you have babies and you have a mortgage and you have all that different stuff and there's things that can be deducted, I mean, it really does pay to have somebody who knows what they're doing do your taxes.
6: Oh yeah, the people that are there um, that review the taxes are certified CPAs. They... Um, they've been doing taxes for 30 plus
0: years. Yeah. So what so are the, what are the requirements? Like for somebody who wants to have their taxes done, right. And you're saying, Hey, we want people to come to us. We want to do your taxes for you. Mm-hmm. What do people need to know? What do they need? Uh, how do they qualify and what should they bring with? Them?
6: The biggest thing that they, to qualify is they have to make $57,000 or less. Um, if they make more than that, um, our program, it's out of scope for our program. Mm-hmm. Um, the things they'll have to bring with them as their social security card, um, their driver's license, any W2s they may have, any tax receipts if they're self-employed. And that was, that's it.
0: Yeah. So again, you can find out more at uwnea.org. It's another program from the United Way. and, And really the vision of the United Way is you want to be there to help people. And we know that, uh, you know, it's been a kind of crazy year and maybe you need some help with your taxes and boom, they're right there ready to help.
6: We are, and you'll get to see my smiling face.
0: There you yes. go. An added bonus of <laughs> going know. to the United Way. So uh people who want to do this, if they go to the website and they schedule the appointment, do they start pretty quickly? Is it is it something where they could they could even possibly get in this week?
6: This week, no. Um because of Easter. Uh-huh. But next week, yes.
0: Yeah. Boom. Get your taxes done with the United Way. Again, their free tax program if you're earning a household income of 57,000 or less. Find out more. UWNEA.org. Brittany, thanks for joining us this morning.
6: Thank you so much. You guys have a good day. All
0: right, you too. Brittany Oliver on this morning from the United Way of Northeast Arkansas on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Family Zinc. Brandon Faster in the morning. It's the K-Fine Breakfast Club powered by Family Zinc Counseling Services. We have our friend, our buddy, our pal, Brad Pete on the phone with us today. Brad, good morning. How are you? Fantastic. How are y'all? Good. We'd have been better if you'd answered the first seven times I tried to call you.
1: <laughs>
7: oh.
0: <laughs> I don't think it was seven. Might, might have been three, but I don't know if it was seven. <laughs> so I've known Brad for, I guess, just about forever, it feels like, right?
7: Yeah, it's been a while. We've, uh, we moved to town 14 years ago, and you're oh. one of that crew that uh, I met as soon as I got here. We're, we're oh, so yeah. sorry, Brad. It's we has
0: We are so sorry. So if, if we step back 14 <laughs> years, was one of the first things you did that the uh, the festival thing for Arkansas State way back? Uh, yes.
7: Jazz in Jonesboro. Yeah. Yes, absolutely.
0: Golly. That, that, uh,
7: wow. That <laughs> brings back some memories, doesn't it?
0: Where were you at that point? Who were you working for at that point when we did that event?
7: Uh, I was the Assistant Athletic Director for Development. So I was working actually in the Indian Club at that time. That was yeah. the last year of the Indian.
0: That's crazy. So it's been a minute. So you've transitioned and uh, now work for the Jonesboro Parks and Rec Department, and they brag on you from that department uh, about the work that you do and the fact that you know, you've know you always been one of those guys who was going to be a workhorse for the team. So, uh, But one of the things that you've done kind of on the side a Passion Project is the Disc Golf Pro Tour, which I remember when you first started – talking to me about this and you had this vision that one day you could bring this pro tour to Northeast Arkansas. And to be honest, it was a little bit like a pipe dream at one point. Like you wanted to do it, but how do you ever make it happen? And here we're going in for another round of the Jonesboro Open coming up in April, which I mean, it's gotta be surreal for you, right?
7: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean it, uh like I said, whenever I started the course Disc Side of Heaven, uh nine years ago Uh, One of the goals at that time was to design a course that bring the best players in the world to Jonesboro. And, uh, you know, to do that, we'd need a course like that. And uh, so here we are. We've got uh, we're getting the fifth rendition of the Jonesboro Open coming up in about two and a half weeks.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. We have some coworkers here who have really gotten into mm-hmm. disc golf over the last uh, six months or so. And the deal was like the pandemic really made people try to figure out new things they could do as a family or as a husband and wife couple. And, and once people find disc golf and they realize the amount of fun that it can be, plus you're outside on beautiful days, they really seem to get hooked really quickly.
7: Yeah, it's ever bit as addictive as regular golf, and I love to play regular golf, or ball golf, or stick golf, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's ever bit as addictive as that, but the expense is far less, and the time is far less. You can go out and play 18 holes of disc golf in an hour, an hour and a half, mm-hmm. whereas if you go play 18 holes of regular golf, you're looking at a three- to four-hour commitment. So. Yeah. Uh, you, you know you get all of the same benefits and, and excitement and everything as as golf, but you you do it out of not quite so much money and not quite so much time.
0: well, I think the time thing is kind of important because like it 's like a movie right like the The ideal time for a movie to go is like an hour and forty five minutes an hour and a half to an hour and forty five minutes i don 't want to watch a four hour movie so if I can go out and have the same adrenaline and enthusiasm with disc golf as I might get for spending four hours doing something else, I mean that seems like more bang for your buck right. Absolutely. So let's talk about uh, your kind of introduction to disc golf and why this was like a passion project, because it wasn't something you just happened upon in your adult years. This is really something that you started earlier in your life.
7: Oh, heck yeah. Um, My dad actually worked for the city of Shreveport when I was growing up. And one of the projects that the city of Shreveport did when my dad was working there was to install the first disc golf course in the entire state of Louisiana. That was in 1984, and so whenever this happened, I was 12 years old. My dad was like, hey, let's go check this out, you know, and I played baseball, and I played football as a kid and played baseball through high school, and um, so, uh, you know, being outside and and throwing things was kind of the thing I did, so whenever he said, let's go grab a Frisbee and play Frisbee golf is what they were calling it then, um, I was like, sure, And, and so at 12 years old was the very first time I played Frisbee golf, and uh, he and I would go once or twice a year just to have something to do to, to get out of the house. And uh, then I went to school at Louisiana Tech, and there's actually a nine-hole course on campus at Louisiana Tech. And so, um, it, you know, it just it's just been there ever since.
0: So the Jonesboro Open is is this deal that when you started pitching it to the disc golf uh, pro tour. They were kind of like, well, I don't know. We don't know about Jonesboro all that much. And it took a little bit of selling to convince them to come to a market the size of Jonesboro. But once they saw it and they saw the way the community would respond, they were like, man, we want to make this a regular stop.
7: Yes, yes. Um, You know, there's three or four things that they uh, look for. Uh, One, obviously, is the course, um, the course, Uh, again, the way I designed it and the way. Uh, we built it was to be challenging for the very best players in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the second thing they look for, believe it or not, is cellular signal, uh, because the Disc Golf Pro Tour, <laughs> they, they they broadcast all of the Pro Tour events live on the Internet, mm-hmm. and they use cell packs to do that. So right. you've got these guys running around the entire course with these backpacks that are, you know, like 10 cell phones all in this one backpack, and, and that's how they broadcast the the – the tournament, and so cell phone signal was important, but most importantly was just support from the community, and that was kind of the hard sell because again, Jonesboro was not considered a disc golf hotbed, um, but it's you know we're getting there, and uh, people are, are starting to take notice. And the neat thing is, you know, this tournament, and I, I've got a list here, and I'm not going to go through them all now, but. I've got a list of about 30 different cities where people have come to Jonesboro and spent the night since the last tournament, which was in October due right. to the pandemic. Right. But since October, have had about 30 different cities. People come to town, spend the night for one reason and one reason only, and that's to play disc golf. Awesome. And that's just crazy.
0: Yeah, that's great. So the idea behind this, obviously, we have professionals coming in who are, are the people that you can see uh, all over the social media and on the websites and stuff like that. But at the same point, we want to bring other people out and let them get involved and watch this and meet the pros and kind of fall in love with the sport. And I guess it's good news that uh, spectators are going to be allowed to come back out for the Jonesboro Open.
7: Yes, that that is super exciting. We will be the first Elite Series event, which is the highest series. It's the highest level of event We'll be the first one since March 13th uh, to have spectators on the course. And so that is super exciting. Um, you know, last year, whenever everything shut down on March 13th, the mm-hmm. tour was actually in Waco, Texas at the time. And it was supposed to be a three-day event. Uh, on day one, it was normal. Day two, they said no spectators. And day three, they completely canceled. So it went from a three-day event with spectators to a two-day event with no spectators to, (laughs) that's it, we're done. And so that was on March 13th, and so here we are a year and a couple of weeks, or a year and a month later, I guess, uh, that we'll be the first one to have spectators back on the course. And I've heard from people from Pensacola, Florida, from Charlotte, North Carolina, from Chicago, Illinois, from Dallas. People have called and wanted to know where's the best place to stay. Or, or, you know, how do we get there? You know, if we fly into St. Louis or do we fly into Memphis or do we fly into Little Rock? People <laughs> right. are calling to ask how to get here, what's the best thing to do, just to come watch.
0: Yeah, that's great. So there's also something I wanted to bring up because I was seeing that there's a new partnership, and this is a partnership that I'm excited to know that you wanted to develop, and that's a partnership with St. Jude.
7: Yeah, this, this is fantastic. Uh, Fred and Susan Cathcart, uh, everybody in town knows them. They've built up uh, the Super Bowl extravaganza for the last, uh, you know, 26 years. Uh, this event has evolved into one of, if not the largest, single day fundraiser for St. Jude. Oh yeah. And for various reasons, you know, that event can't continue, and so they've got this entire network of people who are looking for an event to to, to take hold of and to to keep pushing forward, to keep raising money for St. Jude. And, and so this year we're we're partnering with them. And so uh, the proceeds from this year's tournament is going to St. Jude. And, that's, and that's, that's super exciting.
0: So again, the Jonesboro Open, it's the Played Against Sports Jonesboro Open. It happens April the 16th through the 18th at Disc Side of Heaven. So Brad, if people want to get more information, they want to find out more about Disc Golf, the Jonesboro Open, they want to be there as spectators, where are the spots online they can go to get the info? Uh,
7: the best spot is Jonesboroopen.com. Um Most of the information, if not all the information, is there, of course. Uh, there is a scramble, a four-person scramble, on the Monday of the uh, tournament week where all the money goes to St. Jude. Uh, you can find out that information on uh, the Disc Side of Heaven Facebook page or even the Play It Again Sports Jonesboro Facebook page. And that's a four-person scramble where everybody gets a disc to keep. It's a whopping $100 per team, so $25 per person, yeah. $100 per team. And, again, every penny of that goes to St. Jude. And so we really want people to you know, get involved, and that's for people that have never played before, people that have just played maybe three or four times. Right. Uh, it's geared towards them.
0: What about somebody like me who just wants to go out there and have a good time and raise money for St. Jude? Is that cool, too? <laughs>
7: Absolutely. That's what we want. We, we want that. We want people to come out and have fun. If, if the great thing about disc golf is if you can pick a Frisbee up and throw it, you can play disc golf. Yep. I mean, that's all there is to it. And, and so a four-person scramble, you and three buddies come out,
0: and for
7: 100 bucks, you get to play around with some other groups, and we're raising money for St. Jude at the same time.
0: Find out more, com, and it's Brad Peets joining us on the phone this morning. Man, we hope you have a great day, okay?
7: Thanks, guys. Y'all take
0: care. Hey, next time, answer a little faster, Pete. (laughs) (laughs) You got it. Hey, and you mentioned Shreveport. I want to go back because I wrote that down. I want to mention that. Are you a good Cajun cook?
7: Uh,
6: I can hold
0: my own. I I wouldn't wouldn't recommend
7: the best. Uh, I've got some fraternity brothers. That would put me to shame, but uh,
0: I, I can hold my own. What's your dish?
7: Ooh, what's my dish? Uh, Red beans and rice and jambalaya. Those two are both pretty good.
0: Mm. All right. Next time you're coming in, you're bringing that. Okay. (laughs) You got it. All right, man. We'll see you. Brad Pete's on the K fine breakfast club powered by families. Inc. Brandon Baxter in the morning. And this is the K fine breakfast club, which is powered by families. Inc. Amanda McDaniel joins us this morning and. Amanda, it's been a minute since we've had the chance to talk about the A-State Alumni Association, because I would assume your last uh, year has been kind of like our last year.
4: It's been a little bit different, that's for sure. We haven't been able to have our normal events, so we've had to kind of switch to some virtual formats and do things a little bit differently the past year.
0: Well, I think a lot of people have done a good job at trying to to do virtual events, but the truth is nothing replaces Mm -hmm. events where we can be together as one.
4: You are correct about that. I mean, we do miss that. We miss seeing our alumni and friends at events. But we're hopeful that this fall, you know, with the vaccines and all of that, that we'll be able to get back to some semblance of normal and and have some fun events again.
0: Yeah, so we just put up on social media, and you guys can go weigh in. Of course, Arkansas, Governor Asa Hutchinson, has lifted the mask mandate. So on our social medias today, we're asking you, will you continue to wear the mask in public? It's up on social today. Facebook.com slash Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, Amanda, so let's talk about an event you guys have coming up. It's one week away, and um, I, I love the the way this was because it's a hygiene event, but it's not about like personal hygiene. It's about your information hygiene. Yes,
4: we, we don't really want to step off and, into that and talk about people's personal hygiene. This is more about— uh, I was going to
1: sign Brandon up.
4: Hey.
0: Yes, yes. He,
4: he gets the, the front row seat. On that seat.
0: <laughs> That's terrible. Oh, I love it. But this is about the information we consume, right?
4: Yes, it is. Um, We have, it's called the the Lunch and Learn series that we're doing is we have people come on just for your lunch hour. It's on Zoom. You sign up. We send you a link for this. Um, And it's been some really good information that we've had on our our past months that we've done it. Um, This one on April the 7th is How Is Your Information Hygiene? It's Developing Healthy Media Literacy. Mm -hmm. And that will be Dr. Brad Rawlins. He's the director of our School of Media and Journalism. And he'll be part of the panel with Lars Roberts, who's an instructor in the journalism department, and also Dr. Ron Sitton, who's an assistant professor. I mean, associate professor, excuse me. Uh, But anyway, they'll talk about information hygiene, which I did not know what that was until Dr. Rollins explained it to me. And it's basically just the careful evaluation of the information that one is consuming and sharing. So Mm -hmm. basically, the media, you know, you need to know your media outlets and where they're getting their information from and make sure that you are getting correct information before, say, you maybe share something on social mm-hmm. media that you may, that may not be correct information.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, you look at it in so many different uh, sources, even if we, we think it's a trusted, reputable news source, I mean, a lot of times they do have a link. And I think a lot of people know that. But right. yeah, then again, you go to social media, especially something like Facebook, mm-hmm. and you see people sharing stuff and it might not be true. And that can cause harm at the same time.
4: That is that is correct because if, if someone's sharing that information and you may trust them and think, Oh, this has got to be correct, I'm not even going to fact check it. Mm-hmm. But that's what this is all about. And, it, and they're going to, it's really going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to this because they're going to talk about a media bias, like because you may prefer one media outlet over another, mm-hmm. um, just a general lack of trust in the media, and then how to develop that healthy media literacy to where you are going to the correct news sources, and going to multiple news sources to get your information, not just stuck in one particular area.
0: Again, the Lunch and Learn is happening. It's one week from today, April the 7th, Wednesday, April the 7th, from noon until 1. And if people want to get signed up, I know you said it's a Zoom and they need to register. uh, Where can they do that?
4: Yes, it is a totally free event, but we do require a registration so that we can send you the link for the Zoom to sign on. And you can just go to our website, um, astatealumni.org backslash media, -hmm. and that'll take you right to the registration page. Um, And then also all of our past Lunch and Learns that we posted, we do have those. um, We do save those on video form. Mm -hmm. And so those are all on our YouTube page um, that you can go back and take a look at those. It's just A State Alumni Association on our YouTube page. So if you happen to miss it, you can always go back and And look at those. We had a great one last month with uh, or this earlier this month with Coach Butch Joe.
0: Yeah, that's cool. So talk about you had another event you'd kind of uh, told us about. And this one sounds like a whole bunch of fun because, I mean, you're thinking about springtime. You're thinking about being outdoors. The weather's finally pretty. There's baseball weather and the Alumni Association wants to get out there and do something with a state baseball.
4: Yes, we're going to have, we did this in 2019, but obviously we couldn't do it last year. Um, So we're bringing it back again on Friday, April 16th. We're going to host a Bark at the Park. Um, That'll be at six o'clock. It's the A-State versus UT Arlington baseball game. Mm -hmm. And you get to bring your favorite furry friend with you to the ballpark and enjoy the game with them.
0: Yeah, that's fun. Mm -hmm. Because it just, it creates a different environment. You see everybody's dog out there. And Mm -hmm. of course, I think they need to be on leashes though, right? (laughs)
4: Yes, they will need to be on leashes, and um, A State baseball is providing some little bags so you can clean up after your um, pets while they're out there. But we had so much fun when we did it back in 2019. It's so much fun um, to see the dogs, and they're having a great time, and it's just fun to be outside, and I know we've all been cooped up, Mm -hmm. and this is a great way to get out and enjoy seeing each other um, and then have your dog with you, too, because I know everybody loves dog-friendly events.
0: Yep. So it's Bark at the Park, April the 16th, A State Baseball. And again, yes. it's all about the A State Alumni Association. For people who don't know what the Alumni Association does for Arkansas State, how would you kind of encapsulate that?
4: Well, the Alumni Association is it's really a way for our alumni and friends to keep in touch with campus. There's a lot of us, we take for granted that we live in Jonesboro mm-hmm. here where A State is, but there's a lot of people that are, you know, in Colorado that want to keep up with what's going on. If you're a member of the Alumni Association, you get a free weekly e-newsletter, which has all the current information on what's going on. Um, Your membership also will give you benefits. Um, You'll get discounts at local retailers and also also national chains and a lot of travel. I've used it. We've got several sites that we can use um, that give you discounted hotel rooms and travel benefits also. So that's another great benefit um, for being a member. Um, And then also these fun events like Bark at the Park, your membership helps us. Uh, promote these events and host these events and get all of our alumni and friends together.
0: Again, you can find out more about all the things happening with the Alumni Association when you go to astatealumni.org. Amanda McDaniel joins us this morning live on the phone. And Amanda, we hope you have a great day today.
4: Thank you so much. Thanks for
0: having me on. Y'all have a good one. All right. You too. Amanda McDaniel, the A-State Alumni Association on the K-Fine Breakfast Club powered by Families, Inc. Brandon Baxter in the morning. This is Arkansas's morning show. And of course, it's the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families, Inc. And we have a special guest who joins us this morning, a name that many of us will know for a long time if you've lived in the city of Jonesboro and been around Craighead County. Welcome to the show, Mr. Keith Blackman. Good morning, sir. Good morning. And do you mind if I play something for you? I want to see if you've ever heard this before. Okay. 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 All right. Tell me mm. if you've ever heard this.
3: Well, here comes the judge. Here comes the judge. Everybody knows that he is a judge.
0: <laughs> you ever heard that before? <laughs> I think I have.
2: <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> Once or twice. No. So, what's life like for you right now? What are you doing on a daily basis?
8: Well, I I have uh, cattle. Uh, they, I raise cattle at this point in time. I I've learned to fish again and. uh. I have uh, eleven grandchildren. I spend a lot of time with with them when I can, but they're scattered. Yeah. So, uh, and I also uh, am involved with the Military Officers Association as the president of the local chapter, and uh, and uh, also in the
0: Jonesboro Exchange Club. Wow! So you stay pretty church. busy. Yeah. So your vision was to go ahead and get to a normal lifestyle, and then stay more busy than you <laughs> were in your previous lifestyle. Is that right?
8: Just, just about, yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: How many cows do you take care of?
8: I've, I've got twenty three head right now. Oh I don't have a big herd, but it's enough to keep me busy.
0: So, what time do you have to start your day messing with cattle?
8: Oh, n- normally about seven thirty, eight o'clock. Unless I've got problems of some sort that I have to attend, and that could be any time twenty four hours. So,
0: so are you out there by yourself doing the work?
8: Yes, in general. That's true. Wow.
0: So again, Keith Blackman joins us on the phone this morning, and he mentioned that he's a part of the Military Officers Association of America. Uh, Mr. Blackman, let's talk about that and why this is an organization that you wanted to kind of spearhead locally. Uh, what's this organization all about?
8: It is a group of military officers who have served or are serving, even active duty officers that are in the vicinity that uh, Serve here or or serve elsewhere. It's a national organization made up of officers, and uh, it's uh, the actual headquarters is in Washington D.C. area there, mm-hmm. and they they deal with the uh, legis- the uh, Congress up there about veterans affairs and problems that that veterans face, and try we try to help them uh, see a better light life and uh, that that they are uh, fairly treated and have a better situation uh, with the problems that some of them particularly face. You know, it seems like uh, we hear
0: hear more about people who have served our country, um, you know, especially as they get a little bit older, where uh, it's a little bit tougher on them. And I love the idea there's organizations there that are reaching out to those people and trying to help.
8: Right. We can identify with them for sure, and some of us have have uh, been in several years. I had 27 years total uh, in basically reserve time, but uh, still, it was uh, during the Cold War era, and uh, I saw a lot going on, and uh, it's just one of those things that uh, it's near and dear to my heart. My dad was a World War II veteran. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and as we look at this i was looking at uh, obviously you want to take care of people who have served our country in the past but you also kind of want to get the ball rolling on a lot of these uh junior ROTC programs that uh, this organization helps to support as well right
8: exactly yes we do that we uh we this year are sponsoring three scholarships for junior ROTC uh, cadets that are coming into college mm-hmm. and uh uh, in the past we've not sponsored that many but our first annual golf tournament helped us uh, have the funds to do that and we also sponsor scholarships for veterans who have served and are coming in to college wanting yeah. to go to college that's great and uh, they need some financial assistance too along even though they may get some monies from the government uh, that that does not cover everything for them sure. and uh, we're trying to do that. Uh, we are we also provide benefits uh, for a, a, an Arkansas Boys and Girls State candidate. And uh, this past year, we've provided uh, a donation to the uh, Jonesboro Veterans Village.
0: Mm-hmm. That's great. Again, Keith Blackman joins us on the phone this morning talking about the Military Officers Association of America and talking about a golf tournament specifically, which is coming up in June. Uh, I know a lot of people are going to be ready to get outside and enjoy summer weather, especially after being cooped up for so much of the last year. Uh, Tell us what we need to know about this uh, golf tournament coming up on June the 17th.
8: That tournament will be a four person scramble. It will actually uh, tee off at 1 o'clock that day, but we'll have a luncheon preceding that at Sage Meadows, and there'll be a a lot of. Giveaways and uh, drawings and things like that, but uh, we'll have two flights in that one of them will be a veterans flight for teams that have at least two veterans on the team, and the other will be a civilian flight uh, that will uh, uh, there will be a hole in one prize of a i believe it's a Chevy equinox uh, wow. from from Glense. Motors out of Paragould. Yep, uh, that'll be on the seventh or the eleventh hole. For anyone that is lucky enough to do that, and uh, we're greatly looking forward to it. There's there would be a maximum of twenty five teams. Okay, that's the space that we have for it.
0: So, if people want to get in early, again, we mentioned this is happening on June the seventeenth at Sage Meadows. But obviously, it's good to get in early and let people know that you're going to play and get your team uh, spot taken. Where can people do that? Is there a spot online? Do they need to make a call? How can they do that?
8: They can can call our uh, our uh, treasurer Dennis Hill, and his phone number is eight seven zero two four three four five eight five, or my number is eight seven zero five three zero two, four, two, six. My email would be K B S H E E P at hotmail.com. Okay.
0: And again, it's all coming up on the 17th of June Sage Meadows, the military officers association of America golf tournament, uh, benefiting so many different great programs to assist veterans and also help out the future of the people who might want to go and serve our country. And the Honorable Keith Blackman on the phone with us this morning. Sir, we appreciate your time.
8: Thank you very much.
0: All right. Have a great day. All right. right. Keith Blackman on the phone with us this morning. It is the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which, as always, is powered by By Families Inc.
3: Brandon Baxter in the Morning.
0: And y'all, it's the K Fine Breakfast Club powered by Families Inc. Counseling Services. And as always, we love to bring on our buddy, our pal. He is the man you need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the Morning radio program. Again, Dr. Kevin Reed. From Vet Care on Parker Road in Jonesboro, the man with the experience, the man with the golden touch. Oh, he is a comedian on the side. Yep, Doctor Reed, how are you this morning? I'm doing great. So, uh, as, as we kind of uh, go through the the process of getting ready for spring, I don't know if you've seen this, but Kelly, her dogs, had the chance to visit you last week, and evidently, she needs to take better care of her dog's teeth. Oh.
9: Well, you know, there was some normal buildup of some plaque and tartar, but there was a tooth that was actually fractured.
2: Yeah.
9: And uh, it had to be extracted. So, you know, I don't think that was directly her fault unless oh. she's letting her dog eat things that shouldn't, like rocks. And- no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I feed my dog. my dog rocks.
0: You know, I don't really think about the idea. I I know you clean dogs' teeth, but I don't really think about you having to do dental dental surgery. Like, that's a pretty, I would assume that's probably not something real easy, especially with the size of a dog's mouth.
9: Yeah, it definitely is more difficult on a smaller dog. And um, the tooth um, that was fractured was the, it's called the upper fourth premolar. And it's got three roots, so it's basically almost like having a, a dog wisdom tooth removed. I mean, yeah. it's a it's one of the bigger, probably the biggest tooth in the dog's mouth. And so, yeah, you have to, you know, we use a high speed burr to remove the bone around all three roots, and then you know the tooth has to be split, and the roots elevated out of their little socket, and and then a a gingival a gingival flap is. Um, sutured back over the opening. So it's very similar to what they do uh, or if you had a wisdom tooth removed.
0: So with this, you know, it brings up, you know, we talk a lot about fleas and ticks and preventatives and heartworms and stuff like that. We probably don't touch on, um, you know, the teeth of our dogs as much. I mean, we hear the commercial, take care of your dog teeth, but at the same point, um, like, is this something we should be more active with as pet owners?
9: Yeah, it's a big problem. Probably eighty percent of the uh, dogs, and probably a lesser percentage of cats, maybe sixty percent. You know, when they're over three years old, if they haven't had routine care throughout those first three years, they probably have some some degree of periodontal disease. And it, you know, can be anywhere from mild to severe, even in a younger dog. And small, smaller breed dogs tend to have more issues with it. You know, dogs that chew on abrasive-type um, objects or treats or toys, they tend to not have the degree of tartar buildup. Um, dogs that eat uh, primarily canned food, we're going to have more tartar and plaque, mm-hmm. plaque and tartar than, than dogs that eat dry food, just from that abrasive action on the surface of the tooth and at the gum line.
0: Is there a difference in the, in the nutrition quality of the wet dog food and the dry dog food?
9: Not usually, you know, if you compare it, say it's from the same, you know, same type of food, one's a canned version, one's a dry version. Mm-hmm. Um, the main difference is water, uh, the water content. Nutritionally, they're probably the same and the dogs derive the same uh, benefit of, from the nutrition of it. It's just that most canned diets are around 70% water. So, you know, it's, um, you know, the, all the vitamins and minerals and protein, fats, carbohydrates are in, in each form uh it's just that in a lot of dogs they like the palatability of the canned food better because it's softer more like a meat type you know looking diet so uh but nutrition wise they derive the same benefit
0: that's interesting because i was thinking i would assume if if there were two things of dog food out from the same manufacturer right there was the wet food and the dry food i bet the the dogs 90 percent of the time would pick the wet food right mine would
9: uh, a lot of dogs do. Now, believe it or not, some some don't like canned food, but most dogs will eat canned food over dry food just because, you know, the palatability of it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it doesn't take a lot of work to chew canned food versus dry food where you have to, they have to crunch all the little uh, nuggets or pellets.
0: Which one do you think tastes better? <laughs> um, I haven't
9: actually tasted much canned food. I have tasted dry food before, and to me, it's kind of like, eating sawdust. <laughs> I, yes, I mean, you know, dogs yes. have probably a little better sense of taste than we do mm-hmm. as far as, uh, you know, be able to taste more more things, and, and that's probably enhanced by their acute sense of smell because a lot, you know, uh, a lot of taste and uh, uh, a big component of taste is also your sense of smell. So, you know, they, they apparently, um, you know, will go after the dry food, but I think given their druthers, they would druther, uh eat canned
0: food. One well, it's wild you mentioned how it kind of turns into sawdust in your mouth because there was one time uh I tried a little piece of kibble in here in the studio before. And that sounds really stupid to say it, but I did it and you did it too. Uh and the idea that as soon as you bite into it, it's like your whole mouth goes as dry as it's ever gone.
1: How do they eat it so fast too? Because like it's really dry.
0: They can't chew it, yeah. right?
9: Yeah, and and you know that's the thing. You know, a lot of some dogs won't even chew the dry food. They they swallow it whole, and and they get the same nutritional benefit. They don't necessarily have to chew it up. I mean, once it's in the stomach and the digestion process has begun, they're going to get the same nutritional value out of it. But yeah, my little dog. I mean, I don't give. I give a fourth of a cup, and I haven't timed it, but I would say in less than five seconds it's gone. And and there's only probably 10 or 12, you know, medium size kibble bits in there. But I mean, it's just like it's inhaled. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think in that case, it's not so much they're savoring the flavor of it. They're just trying to satisfy their hunger.
2: Yep.
0: All right. Anything else that we need to know today? I know we've asked you a million questions beyond what you've probably prepared today. So what do you have for us?
9: No, that was, I really didn't have a whole lot of anything. I thought, you know, just remind everybody that spring is now here, other than for a couple cold uh, evenings or mornings, you know, it's going to be back up in the in springtime temperatures and mosquitoes are out and this um, near freezing temperature is not going to drive them back. They'll still be out there. So, you know, just um, a main reminder is keep your, Pets on heartworm preventive. Uh, it's that's probably one of the most important things that you, as an owner, can do, you know, do to protect their health.
0: There you go, y'all. He is the man you need. He is Doctor Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend, our best friend, and the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the morning radio program. And when you see Doctor Reed anytime over the next couple of weeks, ask him about the dog food, the dry dog food that he eats. <laughs>
9: I'll make a recommendation. <laughs> uh, all right, there you go.
0: Dr. Kevin Reed, Vet Care, Parker Road in Jonesboro. Uh, go to Facebook, search them online as well. Find it all about all the services they offer at Vet Care And Dr. Reed, we'll talk to you next week. All
9: right, thanks a lot. Have a Bye, good man. week.
0: Brandon Baxter in the morning. And it's the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which, as always, is powered by our friends and families and counseling services. Speaking of friends, we have one of my longest-running friends in here with us this morning. He is the host of The Drive on 95.3 The Ticket every afternoon. The one and only B.O.B.O. Brad
5: Bobo. Uh, I'm sorry. What are you I've done doing? Several lead- My notes are out of order. <laughs> what are you looking for? Oh, here we go. Good morning, uh, Steve and Misty. Thanks for having me on the show. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> he is he is so above Steve and beyond us. And Misty. Well, ever since he took the sideline gig with Arkansas State, yeah. he's kind of become a big deal. Right. Yeah. I remember Bobo when he wasn't a big deal.
5: Me too. Like, <laughs> right when I walked in this room. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, like our first experience together, would that have been like 2001? Hmm. In Paragol? Probably
5: somewhere in that range. Yeah. Cause it would be pre me doing anything with Arkansas State. Yeah. Um, and I just and this is my 18th year doing that. So yeah, you're going to be somewhere in that neighborhood. It oh, was 20 God. years ago.
0: And Brad, one of the the longest uh, reigning, biggest fans of Memphis wrestling, which kind of mm-hmm. goes hand in hand with this uh, this sports card and memorabilia event that we're doing. Because let so us cut
5: to this part of the story. He's not going to tell you he what. To, so we're we're each working at a, at a radio station in a different town. He's coming up running a syndicated morning show. And I don't, hope, I don't remember what the heck I was doing. I don't either. Uh, I don't
0: think anybody knew what you were doing there.
5: <laughs> but like, <laughs> had you just graduated and you just showed up? I you just I think, started
0: hanging out. <laughs>
5: but like, like because I was, you know, grew up the Memphis wrestling fan. I was. There was a little bit. Now it wasn't like go get something to get signed. But if there you was. Tell a, me, you were a Brandon there Baxter There was a of, holy crap. That's Brandon Baxter. I've, I watched him on wrestling. See,
0: there you on. go. Yeah,
1: this is where it got. Yeah,
0: okay. and all of a sudden it became but oh was wow, a woman. this, this <laughs> <laughs> what? Then it became oh, this isn't a big deal at all. Uh. Uh, but anyway, so you know, obviously we have a lot of discussions about wrestling, and when we put together the sports card and memorabilia show, uh, it was like one of the first people that you wanted to reach out to was the most famous yep. wrestling personality well, from Memphis,
5: the real deal. And you get this; it's this whole thing is honestly just. An elaborate ruse to get Jerry Lawler to come (laughs) hang out for a little while on Saturday, April 24th. I mean, if, if people come and sell and buy cards, that's good. I mean, I, but Once you're shows, just uh, I'll quit caring. Yes. Once it, are, are you I'm no- just trying to sell the rest of these tables so if he asks, we can tell him there'll be other people there.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so it's going to be neat. We have the king coming back over, and it's going to be the first time in a couple of years since he's uh, been to Jonesboro for the sports card and memorabilia show. And, of course, that's a big deal to, re- to the wrestling fans, but the sports card world has mm-hmm. really just ignited over the course of the last year or so
5: it's odd yeah it's it's a it's a market it's a business that the pandemic actually cranked up yeah it didn't i mean there's always been those people who are in it uh but i i think what happened i guess you just had a lot of people at home during the pandemic and i don't know if one day they all just memo went around that everybody got bored the same day and went digging through their cards or what mm. but the market exploded as a whole the yeah. collectibles market did, even subgroups within that did like specifically Michael Jordan stuff exploded kind of even more because you had the pandemic going and the last dance came out. Right. Yeah. So it ran, it ramped that stuff up another notch. So I understand a lot of people listening right now don't know this. A lot of people sitting right now with their cards from being a kid stuck in a box or in the attic or somewhere. Don't know. The market is red hot right now. Mm -hmm. Don't believe me. Go to target, go to Walmart, go someplace where you're supposed to be able to buy cards and see how many of them you can buy.
0: There's so none there. What is it? People are just going there and waiting, and as soon as uh-huh. shipments come in, they take but them? Not
5: only that, people, they have they've got... People develop relationships with people on the inside, either the mm-hmm. store or the vendor, to <laughs> get tipped off deep. on when it's getting stocked. With people on the inside, you it, know it's like it's
1: a hundred percent real.
5: Like now, and, and I and I I saw a Target over the weekend. I was out of town. I saw a Target. Is that one, why you went, went out of town? I, yes. So I could, I hit every Walmart Pokemon Target cards. between here in Nashville. But one of them, and and I and I haven't seen it with my own eyes in Jonesboro. I've heard this that that's what they've switched to here now says uh, when you go to where the cards are there there's not very much available mm-hmm. if anything some, some single packs of some stuff but there's a sign that says for the safety <laughs> of our customers and team members and in the interest of fairness they pick one day and one time a week that they're going to sell certain cards
0: yep. really
5: yeah it's that big of a deal it's that big of a deal
0: so i remember like and, and maybe this was a previous peak i remember like 1987 Fleer and Donruss, yeah. because like all the kids in school were doing that. I wasn't a big baseball fan at the time, but I decided I needed, if I wanted to be cool, to collect cards, and I started collecting those cards from eighties. And
5: you and I are the same age, yeah. so and at that time, what happened for all three of us are the same age. Yeah. What happened then the last when it got hot like that? The the card companies flooded the market. Right. So now all those cards we spent all our money buying, then mm-hmm. they ain't really worth crap.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we just got the gum.
5: Yeah, because there was just a zillion of them. Yeah, got gotcha. you. Um, so, but but you've got now, you know, the card companies are a little wiser to that. That uh, not that they're not flooding the market with some product, but inserted in that product is cards like the the top end good stuff to buy now or to pull out of packs or to get mm-hmm. the cards that are you know limit short run limited numbers that are numbered. You actually have it's one of something, and the lower that second number is, yeah, the more it's worth.
0: So this is a deal that's going on all across the country, and that's why this idea was put together. Hey, we should do a sports card and memorabilia show uh, and put it in the Earl Bell Community Center, a spot where so many people are used to going for events. Uh, and the vision behind this is, yes, of course, it's going to be sports cards, but you're really opening it up to to more than just that, right?
5: Yeah. I I mean, I, yesterday I, I took an email during my show. I mean, within the first 30 minutes of my show, I took two emails uh, people wanting tables are saying one of them is a guy coming from central Arkansas mm-hmm. wanting three tables. And another was a guy who emailed back and forth with the information. But then his last question was, Hey, does it just have to be sports? Or can I bring other stuff? I've got celebrity autographs. So this Ooh, and yeah. Ring whatever you want. I don't care.
0: Yeah. So like for me with all my, cause I have tons, thousands of old action figures from, you know, WWE, WWF. By the way, mm-hmm. There's a market on those too. Uh-huh. Is there? Yeah. Oh yeah. Do they have to be in the box? It helps. Yeah.
1: yeah, it does help.
0: So with the market being so red hot, the thing that interested me when I've heard about this is it's not just the old cards. Because like, I was thinking, oh, it's going to be the Jordan rookie card, of course, and it's going to be uh, the Kobe cards and stuff like that. But they're putting out stuff that's 2021 labeled that mm-hmm. still has ridiculous value.
5: That's why you can't find it. That's why. you. I mean, that's why Yeah, I- we bought this. Ex- we did this as kids, and certainly the generation before us certainly did it as kids. Right. It's hard for kids to do right now because they can't get their hands on it because all of us adults are running out and knocking them Mm -hmm. out of the way and buying it.
0: But that's why this event's going to be so big. April 24th, the Earl Bell Community Center. I know based on just the size of the venue, if somebody's hearing this right now and they have memorabilia Mm -hmm. sports cards uh, that they want to display, buy, sell, trade, whatever while they're out there, you really need to get a table quickly because – there's going to come a point yeah. where you can't put any more tables
5: yeah. in. Yeah, and my fear is we're going to get to that point. So I hope, you know, I want you know local people and our listeners, wherever you're listening, to be able to not have that happen to them. Yeah. Sort of why we're having this conversation to make sure, you know, we'll, the, here in the next week or so we'll push it just from a show aspect and times things are happening. Right. But two things right now is I, I do want people to get out front and if you want a table, get one, you know, held and paid for. Sure. They're, I mean, it's they're not very much, and then to you know, also kind of put the call out for items for that for our you know, silent auction benefiting uh, the Miracle League of Jonesboro. We've been over the last few years, we've partnered with the Cardinals Mm -hmm. to raise money for Miracle League with the Cardinal Caravan. Well, that didn't happen this year uh, because there were no Cardinal Caravans with the pandemic, so we still wanted to uh, do something to help Miracle League because that facility is so unbelievable, yeah and uh, they didn't get to have a season last year either and they are getting to play this spring. Right. And so uh silent auction's going to go on all day long. It's going to have sports memorabilia in it, but not just sports memorabilia. If you I mean I want restaurant gift cards whatever we can mm-hmm. get to to put in that because every every bit of the proceeds from that silent auction is going to Miracle League.
0: So if people want to get more information, maybe they want uh to have a table out there and they want to get it get it reserved now. What's the easiest way to go about doing
5: that? Uh get, if, Call our main office, and they'll get you hooked up with me, 934-5000, or my email is bobo, pretty easy, B-O-B-O, at eabjonesboro.com
0: There you go. It's the sports card and memorabilia show at the Earl Bell Community Center on April the 24th. And again, bobo at com to find out more, or 870-934-5000. Brad, always good to see yeah, you. Thank you, guys. There you go. It's the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, so again, on social media today, will you still wear a mask even though the mandate has been lifted in Arkansas? That's our question at facebook.com slash Brandon Baxter in the morning. Kelly Perry, what's on TV tonight?
1: Well, you'll get to hear about this when you go home. Godzilla versus Kong hits theaters and premieres on HBO Max
0: today. Yeah, Kai has already ordered it, and I believe he's probably already halfway done today. My
1: kids are wanting to watch it tonight. The Masked Singer is on tonight. The fifth season finale of American Housewife, Game of Talents. The premiere of K-Pop Evolution on YouTube, a seven-part series about what K-Pop is and how it rose to worldwide prominence. Mm -hmm. The fourth season premiere of Red Table Talk, and tonight's schedule also includes Riverdale, Chicago Med, Nancy Drew, Chicago Fire, and Chicago PD.
0: All right. Hope you guys have a great day and we'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Brandon Baxter in the morning.